here as well as a special guest. Um, he's changed his background as well, so you can you can see the uh, now he's working in the IT industry. Well, he should be working in the IT industry. I don't know what that background is. Sorry, Sean, you'll have to fill us in in a minute. And then, of course, we've got our special guest, which is of course Slippery Tuna, who's um, he's got his own t-shirt line, so he's gonna yeah just uh, just flex the t-shirt line as well if you want to. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, of course we've got a special guest. So we're gonna, we're gonna go through a few questions about sort of league racing with yourself and uh, and how you've uh, how you've enjoyed your career so far in league racing and that sort of thing, and what's been the highlights and and, and other things like that as well. So yeah, we'll crack on uh, with that, of course. But um, First, firstly, uh, we'll go over to uh, to Matty, your slippery tuna. I don't know which. Well, I'll call you Matty, but because um, it's easier. But um, <laughs> or tuna, whichever one. Whichever one of them. One of them's five. One of them's four letters. But either way, we'll work it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously we had uh, HDE. We had a uh, round. Ooh, what round was it? Twelve? Uh, no, wait. Yes. Thirteen. 13 sorry <laughs> round 13 uh of france um of france uh in in hde of course so, so all, all seven divisions were racing around france uh the last uh, last week or so uh so uh, we'll go back to matty how how did you find uh, your french grand prix in uh, division 7 it was wow <laughs> i think uh, i crashed out around about lap 15 um something like that maybe um so it's just i i've i've just started running on no tc so that was kind of a bit of a challenge. Uh, I, I think there was a bit of a mess up for me crashing out. Uh, I think I turned around to Kieran and the party, and um, I said, nah, I'm not going to repeat. But, um, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, were, we, we get the there, idea. <laughs> there, was a few, uh, there was a few words um, said. Um, yeah, I think I was just unlucky, and I think I just might have made a few mistakes and everything. Fortunately, and that was obviously my race done. Well, I would say take and take the positives from it. It's probably better than Sean's. I don't know how Sean got on in Division Six. Uh, how did you? Hello, Sean. Firstly, firstly as well. Um, Au revoir. What have you done to your background? Uh, where's the island gone? And also, how was your French Grand Prix? <laughs> Uh, the island, I've been kicked off it. Uh, yeah, it was sea turtles. Um, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm now in my command center with, um, you can see I've got a picture of my sister. Fantastic. Uh, but, um, <laughs> um, what, what French Grand Prix? I think I got a point. Yeah, I did. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a horrendous strategy. I think, um, I started on mediums and I went ridiculously long to about lap 21 and um, then um, I just came in through the soft side and I basically just reversed into a point, really, because I think people fell off the road. It wasn't really an entertaining race, to be honest, from my point of view. I was, I was leading, no. No, I wasn't. I was second, but I was in the top three. <laughs> Should have been a red flag at that point then, shouldn't there, really? But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Code uh, masters. What, what do you think? Uh, we'll go back to Matty, but what do you think about France as a track? I know there's lots of opinions on it, obviously, and I've, I've got, we'll show our, share our opinions as well of it. But... Um, I was going to say, what do you think about it racing-wise? And then what do you think about it, or racing in the game, that is, unless you've raced in it real life as well. Um, and then watching like Formula One races or other races around the sort of Paul Ricard circuit as well. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's a good track, you know. Uh, it, it's always nice to, you know, I, I, I tend to, you know, whenever I do get a chance to I either watch the replays or see it live, you know, um, it's always fascinating to see. So when they first put the French Grand Prix, or you know when they do it, it's it's always entertaining. You know, any race is entertaining. I think on the game, it's a little bit different. I think they try to put the concept in. Co-masters have tried to put the 
um, as much as I can, as much detail. I think you can't really beat the real thing. But I think I watched mm-hmm. France last year. I think. Yeah. Was, either, was it Verstappen yeah. or Verstappen Hamilton? and Hamilton battle? Yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. That that was the. I think that's what made it more exciting, to be honest with you, last year. Um, okay. But personally, myself, would I drive it? No. <laughs> I'll okay. probably make the same mistake as I did last week. <laughs> <laughs> you do hit something very hard as well if um, if you make a mistake in France because yeah, the walls are so far away. But if because they're so far away, you're going to go off and you're going to go off in a big old way. It's quite refreshing to hear um, it's uh, that you enjoy every race, which is absolutely fantastic. Because a lot of people these days complain that it's a bit like oh, this isn't very good, or it's a bit like after you sir and all that kind of stuff, and moan about the DRS and stuff. So I really, I'm really. Um, I really like the fact that um, that you enjoy every race because um, it's very rare to hear that from an F1 fan these days because they're quite they're very outspoken, aren't they, um, about all this that and the other kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's very interesting. What's your um, favourite um, like race that you've ever like um, witnessed, kind of thing? Well, what, what's your favourite race that you've uh, watched? Like, yes, I got to watch it again. I, I think it's Silverstone. It's got to be Silverstone because you know it's British Grand Prix. You know it's probably one of the biggest races you know everyone wants to win it you know a lot a lot of the teams are based from the UK and you know as a you know it, it's just always a, go, a good weekend you know mm-hmm. from yeah. first practice to the race you know you never know what the weather's going to do but that's another thing it's unpredictable and you know anyone can win it yeah um <laughs> Usually Lewis Hamilton, doesn't it? I don't know. He has um, wow. oh, he gets OP around there, doesn't he? <laughs> but um, would you um, must be the term- fan boost. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's going. Um, and uh, in terms of on the game, then is that your favourite track as well to drive on the game, or is there something oh, a bit more? <laughs> exactly. So enough my own heart. See, I don't like Silverstone either, but I always get booed out. <laughs> so <laughs> what, Silverstone's what, a great track. I think the biggest, um, the best, the best performance I've done this year was starting the first race, which was Bahrain. Uh, I, I, I don't know why. I just like the track, um, mm-hmm. mainly, mostly because I've probably got less chance of like crashing out. <laughs> um, you know. That's that's interesting to say because um, I think cause Bahrain is such a technical and tough circuit. Um, there's like undulations, not much undulations, but there's certain undulations in um, down in turn eight where you can be spat off and into the wall quite heavily. I think um, even the double champ Emerson's been off there a few times, which is fantastic. Well, sorry, Emerson. Um, <laughs> we also <laughs> we. Underneath. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've uh, and also we've had a lot of victims in turn twelve. Uh, me, for example, I live in that corner. Basically, they call it Noob Corner now. Uh, so um, I got to say that's fantastic how you can um, how you say Bar Angel Fair because there is a tough old track as well. So I think you do like a challenge um, certainly. So it's fantastic to see. And then um, talking about. Um, your, because you've got a t-shirt on there, a tuna line. I, um, you was telling us a story about it earlier. Yes, shit, loud and proud. And um, tell us about that because, um, yeah, I'm really interested about this story. So, uh, as you, you know, as everyone knows, you know, it, it, I'm in Discord. You know, we're always having a laugh and a joke or whatever. So, how it went, I think it was about a year or so ago. Um, yeah, I think it was last year. Uh, last year with PBE, and 
me and Jonesy were in D2, I think it was. And um, basically what's happened is, was like, we're all, you know, we're just having a laughing joke and whatever. And, you know, I think, you know, Joe, you know, Jonesy came out of something either on stream or in the party or whatever. And he said, oh, you know, well, Tunic does this, but he's got his own line. I'm, he said, I'm probably the only person he knows that could go off his line and go wide or crash out or do something ridiculous which could either alter the race or mess someone up. And then it just went on from there. Um, and I was, <laughs> yeah. I, was in the par- I, I was in the party one night with Kieran and Tommy and Bad Peso and everyone. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I had a few sheer bits. And I said, you know what I should do? I've got a brilliant idea. Should make it, it make, should make a t-shirt. So I was up there <laughs> looking on my phone and stuff. And I made, you know, that's how it came, you know. Tune mm-hmm. t-shirt came. So, you know, I sent one out to Bad, sent one out to Tommy, Vintage and everyone. You know, just for a laugh. Um, I, I, and that, you know, it, it's just great, you know. It, it's just a bit of fun. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I think I'll go, well, just to highlight that, the sort of concept that that was, like I said, it's a bit of fun. That's what we all sort of came for, isn't it? So the league racing side of things is, well, the idea behind it, obviously the game sometimes has to get, tries to get in the way, but um, it is a bit about having a bit of fun, isn't it, with, with a few mates. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, like I said, it's a good story to have and a good story to tell, to be honest. And, yeah, you need to send me one of those shirts as well, to be fair, and I'll uh, wear it on the podcast as well. So <laughs> Definitely. We'll get, we'll get everybody, everybody who's on the podcast now has to wear a, a tuna line shirt like, going forward. <laughs> I, 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 believe you and me, I've already got, um, I, I've already messaged Wilson saying he could make money off it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a plan in there somewhere yeah we're all about yeah. the money yeah <laughs> hey you're on yeah hey you're on I'll, I'll get one sent out to you soon no, that's alright that's all mine, good uh, mine's, a, mine's a five extra large Blimey. it's for the beer gap <laughs> <laughs> okay well there we go then that's going to be a lot of, that's going to be a lot of cost on your part there Tuna so you've got to send all that out <laughs> But yeah, I, like I said, I, I think touching on that as well, like I said, um, I remember racing, I think it was actually around France as well. It was in the multiplayer division um, previously in HDE. Uh, um, I, was, I was reserving or something, I was just filling in uh, for the grid. And and you were in there and I was terrified <laughs> at one point because I remember turn one, going into turn one at France and you were somewhere over on the left-hand side for some reason. And I thought, <laughs> and there was somebody on the right-hand side on the racing line and I was, I was trying to go down the middle and I was like, it's going to either go really well or really badly, and luckily it went really well. But um, yeah, I remember, I remember seeing. I remember you. I remember you mentioned afterwards in the in the Discord as well in the comments, and you were just like, "Yeah, I, yeah, good." Oh, well, how did you manage to do that? And I was like, "I don't have a clue." I was just, I just sort of sent it and sent it and waited and hoped for everything was all right afterwards. But yeah, no, it was, um, that was my first experience of the tune line. It was, it was terrifying. But, um, and, you've had, no, and you've had experience since in F2 as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the F, the F2 I don't mind so much, obviously, because I'm absolutely rubbish in F2 anyway. So, uh, so I don't mind if it, you know, if I get taken out in F2. But, um, but yes, <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, 
I, I mind you're my admin. <laughs> no, that's all right. I don't, don't worry about it. So, yeah, it's, it's F, F2's, F2, F2's, 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 F2's just, I'm, I'm in there for so that Sean can see me spin and when he's commentated on it. So, so yeah, that's um, a bit of entertainment. But unfortunately for Sean, I didn't spin in the last race, so I'm lucky. No. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, mm. going back to, um, going back to sort of uh, the, your career as well, I mean, well, we sort of cover the HD side of things. I think overall, very quickly, obviously, HD around France in round 13, if I get it right now, um, we had quite a few difficult races. I think I've, I th- it seems like it seems like one of the tracks that it's it's not a very um, pleasing track to drive. I don't think, in in a sense, I think a lot of people don't fancy it. And I think again, that's because they're also based on basing on real life sort of perception of the track when they're watching F1 races as well. I think actually, in terms of league racing, France actually throws out quite a lot of entertaining league races um, in the ones that I've watched and participated in anyway uh, which is quite good but um, yeah I think there's something about the track that they need to make some sort of changes to potentially with the potentially they will, they will make changes to it as well in real life and then that will copy over into the game as well to make it more of a enjoyable circuit to race on as well but um, yeah like I said overall in HD I think everyone put in a good shift and, and did a good job unfortunately Tuna didn't get any points but um, yeah that, that will come in the next track so yeah and Sean will get Sean got points but they will have to scratch them off or something because they don't count so <laughs> so, so there's that really so uh, like, so moving on from moving on from that as well going into into more about more about yourself so what what um what was your first memory or when when did you first get into sort of league racing uh when you well, what when was the first Formula One game you played and, and then when did you when did you start this sort of online part of the game as well? So um starting off with the first Formula One, uh I think it was from what I remember is twenty ten, it might have been a bit earlier, but mm-hmm. as much as I can actually remember was twenty ten. And you, yes. I know you don't like the word, but I was originally on three sixty. Um, <laughs> so was first, I back then. Oh, he's um, on the dark side as well. Oh, yeah. dear. <laughs> right, um, cancel the podcast. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there was a few years where, you know, I had gone through PS4s and it was broken. Oh, sorry, my Alexa just went off. Sorry about that, guys. That's all right. <laughs> sorry. Order Xbox 360 now. <laughs> Sorry about I'm, that, guys. I'm um, going to be honest. I thought that was a train station. And I was like, I thought I heard a ding, ding. <laughs> next platform arriving. <laughs> the next platform um, arriving. So. I'm sorry about that, guys. No, um, no, no, no. Carry on. And uh, and then uh, as far as the league goes, uh, it was probably the height of the pandemic. Um, I had a right. friend of mine who was racing. Um, I was just following the PBE stream and everything. Mm-hmm. So he sent me a invite thing to the Discord or whatever, and obviously I had a trial. I didn't. Funny enough, I didn't pass the trial first time. <laughs> Who was uh, trialing you? It must have been Bradfield uh, trialing you. Oh, <laughs> he, he, that man doesn't know talent. The first <laughs> what, first time that got trialed was Michael, who used to be part of PBE. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then I didn't pass that, and then probably. A month later, I got a message on this. They kept me in the Discord on the holding area or whatever. I had a message saying, well, fancy a trial. So then it was Sloth and Mike, Michael, who would trial me. And then they put me into the F2. Mm-hmm. So I did the F2. And then last year, I was in the league 
League Two with Jonesy and Swanee and Broken and everything. And then obviously now I'm in Div Seven. Um, so I, you know, I just thought I'd do it on the height of the pandemic. You know, I couldn't do much. Um, yeah. Like just like everyone else, and it was something to do to fill in the time. But and obviously I've got to know people over the time and have a laugh and joke. So in the long run, it's worked out well. Yeah, I think that's like yeah. I said that's the sort of well the experience of league racing, isn't it? Obviously, you meet people who are Formula One fans who like Formula One, and that's sort of why we're all together in the same thing. So um, exactly well, as, maybe there's <laughs> yeah, definitely that. I think uh, especially with me and Sean. <laughs> so well, between me and Sean, anyway. So, um, but yeah, so I, I think um, yeah. Oh, I don't know if there's anybody in in the formula who likes the formula one game who doesn't like formula one in real life maybe there is um but um yeah we'll find we'll find out but uh yeah let us know um but yeah like i said i think we're all formula one fans for a reason obviously we're all like the sport so uh and play the game obviously so um yeah that's that's where it all comes about isn't it so yeah i, I would i would i would like um to mention a few people though if that's all right um yeah you know, so, like I mentioned, Jonesy. Can you and add, add me to the list. And <laughs> me. So, so, uh, so, uh, so, so, obviously, Nolsey for being a good admin and stuff. I'm probably not oh God, sure, that's my wrong. That, he's definitely he's definitely fixing um, this list because it's definitely yeah, wrong. Then, yeah, um, <laughs> so. but, you know, pe- people like Kieran, and Tommy, you know, Jonesy, and everyone who helped me, you know, who do help me and everything. It it, it just goes away because we could we. It does go a long way, you know. It, it's a laugh. It, it shows you like the community. Yeah, you know, that's you, yeah. You know, you you see like people like Serious Mushroom tag me or whatever, or obviously in our chat, you know, hassle you or whatever. You know, always trying to give tips to like do it. You know, it's all appreciated. We're all in it together, you know. And it, it's people just helping people out is always fun, isn't it? Regardless, if it's a game or not. You know, yeah, it's that no, kind it's, of interaction with people. Exactly that. I think you you just hit the nail on the head there, really. And like I said, it's it is a we're we're a bunch of weirdos all together, basically, aren't we? So <laughs> so um, yeah, I well, think that's literally it. That's well, okay, maybe maybe not. Maybe some of them, some people aren't aren't weirdos, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, definitely two of them in this in this in this podcast are. And, uh, when, oh, okay. Well, we'll add you in. That's fine. What do you mean? I've never been so sorted in my life. How dare you? <laughs> oh, you're the you're the king. You're the king of all of us. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I said like I said we like I said there's all that that common interest, common goal sort of thing. Like we're all working together. And like I said, if, if um, as I know there's a, there's a lot of drivers. I mean, I, I remember when I first started league racing. Me and uh, well. Actually, me, me, Sean, and uh, and Dan Murphy started league racing together. Uh, Sean, Sean was quickly moved from the first race into the comms box so that he didn't he couldn't affect anybody else on the track. Um, and then me and Dan sort of started started racing together. And literally, it was the first time we'd ever raced online. Uh, didn't have a clue. We worked together to improve ourselves. So we literally were starting. We have full traction control, braking assist on all that stuff, all that sort of stuff because we just come from career mode and we just first first sort of league racing experience and then over time or well, even over the season even we started turning off assists doing this and that helping each other with because um, i think i think that was at some point we were on automatic gears and then we were helping each other with learning manual gears for each track and that sort of stuff so it really does help and obviously like i said with um with everybody sort of chipping in with little bits of pieces of, of advice here and there 
um, yeah, we'll hopefully see you in Div- Division One soon. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't count it on that much, but imagine uh, tuna <laughs> line in Division One would be uh, would be very interesting. So that'll be well, trending worldwide. <laughs> yeah, we well, get well, that trending. It, it's made a appearance in the multiplayer. It's made an appearance in F two. It's made an appearance in obviously Div three. And it's been made an appearance in Div six and five, so <laughs> only four, there. four, two, and one next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're almost there, almost there. No, almost so, there. Like, <laughs> like, so, so yeah, going back to going back to obviously your experience. Obviously, you started on sort of twenty ten, twenty ten, sorry, and then uh, with the with the actual like sort of career mode sort of things or the the offline sort of things, and then. So you so you you said you'd done about sort of two two maybe three seasons or so of of like league racing sort of thing when when it was was it twenty twenty you started you say? Uh yes. Yeah, so this would be yeah. my third now. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, what I said well. I think, no, this, this is my second. No, this would be my third year now. Yeah. Um, oh, right. You're getting through, you're getting through them though, so that's that's good. Yeah, getting so. through them slowly. <laughs> um, uh, it, it it it's been an experience. I'm not going to lie. Um. You know, I've seen a lot of people come and go as well, and it's just different characters as well. You meet, you know, and I couldn't think of the best people to meet on, you know, through the league as it is. Yeah. When you know, these are the guys I probably speak to pretty much every day, and that you know, I'm I'm happy, and I think just has to be part of something. You know, it's growing every day, and or every other day, or every month, every year. So being something part of part of something which knowing that you've like kind of helped out, you know, by being part of, you know, is something, you know, it, it it's yeah, it means something. Like yeah, a bit yeah. of an achievement, doesn't it, as well? And mm-hmm. you know, just carry on and have fun, I guess. <laughs> well, that's really good, to, really good to hear from yourself as well, because obviously, like I said, we want everyone to enjoy themselves. As part, like I said, that's part of playing the game anyway. And unfortunately, uh, I can't say the same, because I've known, I've known Sean for three years, and it's been a nightmare. So, um, <laughs> God. <laughs> it's God. Uh, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, it's, like I said, uh, well, again, well, same same as you, really. I think. Well, same for all of us. I think at some point we all just sort of ended up in in league racing because we decided to play online and we sort of just ended up in ended up in that sort of thing. And then, um, like I said, the whole thing, even even outside of HDE, there's so many. Oh, there's thousands and thousands of leagues, and that. So it's all a community of Formula One fans who actually enjoy racing as well. So, again, until that uh, until that sort of until the game turns out to even more even more rubbish than it is this season, <laughs> um, then hopefully it will continue. But uh, yeah, like I said, we can't we can't vouch for codemasters on this one, so we don't know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I said, it's yeah it's exactly what you just you sort of just covered as well as um, yeah. I think it's it's the main points really for the reason why we're doing this anyway. So yeah, good to say good good for you to say that as well. But um, yeah, unless Sean Sean's going to have something to uh, to ruin it all now, isn't he? He's like, oh, I hate you, or something like that. He's going to say, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> you've ruined my life. <laughs> wow, okay. I used to be such a fu- I used to be such a uh, you know pub crawler. Now I hardly get past <laughs> nine o'clock now. <laughs> he, he used to be a fun. He used to be a fun ginger ginger, and now he's a, now he's not. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> 
I don't know. I think I could probably teach you a finger two, two still. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, don't worry. Every day's a school day with me. So, yeah, <laughs> teach away, my lad. Teach away. <laughs> you learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll sort of take it. We'll cover that bit. That's done and dusted. Um, uh, what, what did you think? Oh, well, I'm hoping everybody saw the... Um, the Australian Grand Prix, and I know Sean had a bit of a problem with that, but um, mm. <laughs> as he's already mentioned previously. Um, but uh, yeah, what did you? What was your thoughts? Um, well, we'll go with Sean first. Then, uh, firstly, what happened with watching the podcast? Uh, not the podcast. This the actual race live. Um, what happened in your situation? Because you had a bit of a problem on, on on Sunday morning. Yes, I did. I woke up at half four, keen as a bean. <laughs> uh, was strolling in, and then. Um, Literally, my toilet was broken and it flooded <laughs> my bathroom. So, and it took me a very long time to figure out to turn the bloody water off. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> Flash for me. <laughs> Get him out of here. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it took me a long time to figure out to turn the water off. And then, yeah, basically, I was just mopping up whilst the race was going on in the background. I had to turn it off because I was crying whilst. Um, Listening, like, oh my god, adding adding to the water that was coming out of the toilet <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> and I was like, that's okay. I'll just watch the rerun, even though it hurt, it broke me, it broke my soul. So I watched the rerun, or started to watch the rerun. Lap eighteen, between twelve and eighteen, I got to, and my landlord came in, and then I was like, oh no. Uh, so I said, I said, don't come until like eleven o'clock or something like that, because I'm just going to watch the Grand Prix because I've sorted it now. Don't worry about it. No, came at about half nine. I couldn't believe it. So I had to switch it off again because, you know, he wouldn't leave me alone because he kept asking questions. So, yeah, I finally got him out about 11. And then I finally watched it properly at 1 o'clock. But, yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't feel right live. And, yeah, and unfortunately, I still haven't got a toilet now. And I am, yeah, <laughs> let's just say I'm very bunged up now. So I am feeling a bit larger than life. Um, what about you, Tudor Line? Did you have a better time than me? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, I hope so because I was in work that morning, unfortunately. Um, so I thought my dear, I, I think my morning was bad. <laughs> I because because I'm me being stupid at that time in the morning. Um, I kind of forgot what time. I kind of went over the starting time. So by the time I logged into, uh, I, I was managed to get a stream online. Um, because I use Skygo or whatever. Uh, by the time I go on that, it, it was near the end of the race. Um, I think I caught it as Verstappen was um, DNFing. You know, oh, great time to tune in then. Yeah, it was a great time to tune in. I was chuffed, mind you, I, I was actually quite chuffed with the fact George Russell was on the podium. Yeah, yeah that's good to see. And, um, you know, with sportsmanship by Hamilton, you know, to mm. not fighting for that podium, you know, letting him to go for that podium. It's showing that he's, you know, taking him under his wing. Um, but for what I saw, it looked like it was a good race. Uh, it was. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, was a, I was just a bit annoyed that I uh, had missed it <laughs> from the start, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. that's... That would have, I was gonna say, yeah, that would absolutely upset me. Um, do you have a favorite current, like a current favorite, like driver at the moment? And uh, you said about George Russell, um, kind of thing. Is that is that your like, um, is that your favorite driver at the moment, kind of thing? Or um, 
to be honest with you, I'm rooting mostly for the McLaren lads, you know, Ricardo nice. and Norris. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, myself, if I think, you know, if I was ever in that position, if George Russell would be someone, even though he is a nice guy, who would pull up to the pub and not buy you a pint, you know, Norris and <laughs> Ricardo would be the ones pulling up to pub and saying, right, screw it, let's just, you know, get absolutely hammered. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but, but they seem to be more party people. But, no, I, I think McLaren as well over the years, um, over the last year or so, have made a lot of progress. And I think they're both good, you know, how they represent themselves and the team. And, mm. you know, just just in general who they are. You know, I think, you know, that's what I like about them. You know, so down to earth, I like a laugh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah def- definitely one of the sort of fun teams on the grid aren't they and I think with, like you said with with, uh, well, with, the, with the two drivers both talented drivers and both um, uh, they're, they're adding something to that team uh, obviously with, with Zach Brown there when he came in he's, he's gradually started turning it around and it is now well obviously the beginning of the season was a bit difficult this season but I think they've actually done a great job actually turning it around already because obviously double points finish in Australia as well only the um, the third is it third race yeah, only yeah. the third race of the season, uh, compared to when they were literally right at the back, sort of 18th and 20th in, in Bahrain as well from the first race. So, um, like I said, they've done something pretty quick for that card to, to, to get it sorted so that it's actually competing for points again, uh, which is good to see. Um, and I think that's, again, that Zach Brown sort of mentality that he's brought to the team where he's he turned that around. Obviously, the team was doing really badly, obviously, back in, what, 2015, 16 sort of thing when he, came, when he's, when he first sort of came in. And he's managed to sort of manoeuvre that around. Well, it was elated than that, wasn't it? Um, he's manoeuvred that around, sort of turn it around into a team that can fight for points, fight for even podiums as well, like we saw last season. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that they can sort of carry on the progression for this season as well. Um, as, I, as I place them in fourth in my constructors' predictions, so they better, <laughs> they better, they better do well. <laughs> so yeah, I want to be, I want to be right on one of them. <laughs> I've got but, a yeah. fantasy league, so. Hopefully, they bring, they brought me some points this week, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, double, a double points finish as well. Like I said, coming back from from sort of nowhere in Bahrain to what three weeks later, getting double points finish in Australia it is they've done a pretty good job. They've done a better job of actually turning that car around than some of the top teams like Mercedes. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that's a very good sort of positive for McLaren is how quickly they've managed to get back in the points even with the sort of first couple of difficult races and uh, yeah hopefully they can crack on and, and get that fourth nailed on in the constructors so that I'm right and Sean's wrong so. <laughs> I'm always wrong I do want to rain on your parade though because um, I think that London Norris and Ricardo both said it was track dependent didn't they and so there was a bit they wasn't yeah. they wasn't shouting out they wasn't shouting out too loud I'm hoping that they're just bluffing um, but um, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. And going back to Landon Norris, what I love about Landon Norris is he's also a fanboy like us, like us three. I mean, he gets so excited when he sees the Ted Ted's notebook when he's recorded. I absolutely love that. Yeah. He's like yeah. he's all. I mean, Ted's the best. I mean, no one can ever like you know he's the best man ever. And I love how Landon Norris gets so excited when um, when he sees Ted doing his notebook. He's like, oh, you're doing the notebook. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I think again that that's. Character of uh, obviously, I think Norris is well, he's relatively new to F1, isn't he? Obviously, still. Um, and then Ricardo's come in, Ricardo, the bit of a bit of the joker of the grid previously, anyway. It's a good pairing of to have those those two drivers, I think, and it's well, it's paying off, really. I think 
it paid off last season anyway. So uh, we'll see how it goes for the rest of the season as well. But um, I don't doubt that McLaren will be getting some good points anyway going forward. And um, yeah, being track dependent. Yeah, yeah. McLaren, McLaren are going to get fourth. So. Fifth. <laughs> fourth. fourth. <laughs> where, where do you reckon they're going to come, uh, Judah? Do you reckon they're going to be full fifth, or do you reckon they're going to be higher? Um, <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> um, I know. I think the. I think I agree with fourth. Um, I think this yes. year. I, I think next year, maybe, <laughs> maybe give it about another year or two. You know, they'll be up there. You know, it would be nice to see them up there to win another like a major championship. Um, but this moment. You look at about four fifth. Yeah. yeah. You know, depending on. Oh, so know, you're splitting now. So you're both you're on both of our sides, which is uh, <laughs> well, so well, fourth and fifth. I've got I've got to keep you both sweet. Um, oh. <laughs> um, oh, don't worry about me. Right. <laughs> just feed just feed him chocolate, and that'll keep him sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Galaxy on one now. <laughs> it, it, it's just so I don't get destroyed week after week. <laughs> oh, I don't destroy one. Don't worry about it. No, I'm usually eating. <laughs> um, no, I, I, it'd be nice to see him back up there. Yeah, definitely. It's been definitely. quite a few years, hasn't it? And um, they're obviously doing something in McLaren which will, you know, which is, you know, changing year to year, isn't it? So Yeah, and it's a long-term thing, hope. isn't it? Yeah, you can see that. You can only hope. Oh. And uh, sorry, I smashed my finger really hard. Um, and uh, your um, and for McLaren's uh, livery and things like that. What's your favourite livery? Do you like the papaya orange, or did you like the um, like the chrome car? Which cause I, I love the chrome car when they like when Hamilton was driving it. What's your favourite livery for McLaren? It's got it's got to be the current one. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's got to be the mm-hmm. the, the, the thingy. That, that's why I was going for like the colour as well. Like <laughs> try and get the colour. You know, yeah. only because that, that, that's why it's only because obviously representing the team in Div Seven. But you know, um, I just you know it worked out well anyway with the T-shirt. But no, I think the um, the you know the colour they got now, the fire colours. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. I think I think I like both. I like both of them, so including the chrome as well. But I think. Um, yeah, just just the sort. Of, I think maybe maybe it, it goes with the style of the car as well. Obviously, how it looks shape wise. Yeah. But I think um, definitely this season's livery is um, is cracking. So I love it. Did you like this season's livery, Tudor? Because there was a lot of people. It's like, hmm, it's a bit busy, and um, they didn't really like it as much. Did you prefer this season's, or did you prefer last season's, or maybe even 2020's uh, livery? Um, to be honest with you, I do like this season's. You know, I I watched the car reveal. They did it live on Facebook. Um, so I watched the uh, live reveal. The only one I had a chance to watch, actually. Only one worth watching. Yeah, probably. Um, no, uh, yeah, I I liked it. You know, it's you know I think it, there's not much of a difference. You know, I thought there no. wasn't much of a difference from like previous years or whatever, apart from obviously when it was the Vodafone and the gold and the chrome and everything. Mm. Um, Oh, silver or whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite nice. You know, I think they've put a lot, a little bit more work in it and a little bit more time and effort into it. You know, it looks good. Yeah, well, they definitely, like the, well, oh, sorry, I was going to say, they definitely went out of the box rather than 
some people who played it safe put it that way and just copied and pasted from last season. So, <laughs> who do you mean, Alex? Who do you mean? Uh, <laughs> Red Bull. Um, yeah, that <laughs> energy drink company. I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster, Monster F1. <laughs> oh, that would be a team that I would like um, to have an F1. <laughs> yeah. Monster F1, yeah. Now, sh- surely. It's, just, it's probably fueled yeah. on Monster rather than natural fuel. <laughs> I was fueled on Monster during the pandemic. I have got a really unhealthy obsession of Monster. Literally, I was drinking it every like day. I was like, oh, just <laughs> bouncing like, off the walls. I was. It was horrific. <laughs> it was but, a sugar um, crash. Yeah, I was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I was going to say, I was going to say something about Australia still. Um, what did you think? Um, we only saw, well, we saw obviously the race and the qualifying and everything around it and the changes to the track. Um, what did you think? Oh, sorry, the dog's, dog's fallen asleep. Um, what did you think about the track changes and things like that and how it affected the racing? Did it, did it, do you, re- do you reckon it was beneficial or not, not much different or anything like that? So, I, a lot of the weekend, I, unfortunately, I missed a lot of the weekend. Um, not going to lie. Obviously, mm-hmm. just due to work and sleeping during the day and everything. So and other things in life. So it's I, I fortunately I missed most of the weekend. Um, but I I did read read about the track change and stuff. You know, there there is a track change changing track. There's always going to be an issue. You know, if you've raced there previously before the change, you know you're going to know, you know what corner's coming up. Yeah. Where you know where you're going to where you're going to lose time, where you are going to gain time. So it's always going to be challenging, you know. You know, you, you you can just see it's always going to be challenging if you're used to that track. Um, so I would have thought, you know, that by, from what I've seen, you know, they've adapted to it. They, you know, they're obviously probably previously before get, going out there, you know, well, this is the new track, you know, strand the simulator. What, mm-hmm. what can we do better? You know, where yeah. can we get more yeah. time? Where don't we? Where don't we crash out? You know. Um, yeah, that's that's the one you need to need to get right as well, especially. <laughs> you know, who, 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 you know, who, who are we gonna, who, who are we gonna potentially screw over by a bad mistake? You know, it, 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 it's all different factors, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So, I, from what I say, everything that everyone adapted to it. You know, apart from the people with DNA. Um, There's quite a few, sure, isn't there? I'll be yeah. sure next season. <laughs> well, don't be silly they ain't going to have the new track are they are they not never know yeah well we waited until December for the actual calendar didn't we I don't know the crunch uh, though do I <laughs> uh, I hope Codemasters can at least do a couple of corner changes for Australia at Abu Dhabi and whatever but anyway what did you think in terms of the race as well Sean what, what the track changes brought to brought to the uh, to the racing overall and that sort of thing I must admit, when I first seen the track changes, I was groaning and like, oof. I was a bit disappointed by them. Uh, and I thought that the old turn 13 after the third DR zone, I thought they butchered that. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to get two cards side by side there. But um, to be fair, it was actually all right. I'm still disappointed they got rid of turn nine, the old turn 9 and 10, that chicane. Because um, yeah. there was a really nasty bump there, wasn't there, which really caught you out. It was, a, it was an error generator. 
I've got a bad bump here. You know, I've got a bad bump there, so you know. It's probably been going over that bump too many times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one in Japan. Oh, you hated those bumps. My gosh, oh, I used yeah. to get the hump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think um, it was all right. I mean, I still prefer if they just you know kept it. The same because I'm quite an old person, and I, and that, I can't believe it's the first time now that they've resurfaced the track since 1996. I didn't believe that. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's so, a, um, well, I think as obviously it's obviously part of it in some parts of it anyway. Obviously these sort of public roads as well when it's not in use for the F1. So yeah, I thought that was quite a, quite an interesting fact as well. To be fair, uh, yeah. when it when it got raced, but um, yeah, I, like I said, I don't I didn't see much of a benefit for the additional sort of drs zone um after the old sort of turn six um well the new turn six now as well i suppose um because i didn't see anybody overtaking towards before that chicane um before the sort of old well typical sort of turn it was turn 11 and 12 wasn't it the old yeah turn 11 the, 12 um the beast the, the beastly chicane that is a absolute menace in league racing as well. Um, but, um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't see much of a benefit of that being a DRS zone from, from what I saw in the race anyway. Um, and then I, yeah, like I said, I think increasing the length of the DRS zone after the chicane so that there's potential for more overtakes into turn 13, like you said, which they've now widened and made it a bit deeper so that there's more, more distance to it before coming out of the, coming down the mm. straight. Um, I think was slightly beneficial, but I didn't see much, much of a additional benefit um, to it. Um, but um, yeah, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, so like I said, it's it was a few changes that I think actually when I saw the changes as well. Unlike yourself, Sean, I, I actually thought that could actually be good for the track for racing on it as well. Personally, as well from a league yeah. racing point of view, um, and then actually from watching the race point of view, I thought t- potentially, obviously, with the added sort of ability for drs and speed then um it could be good but i didn't see much of it in the race in terms of what they actually brought compared to old australian races that sort of thing um but yeah yeah it's a bit of a shame that but um well not a bit of a shame i think it was still a good race to watch it was still entertaining um and um like i said we had a few big names crashing out or not crashing out or not making it to the end so like the likes of science and uh and verstappen so um yeah, somehow somehow Mercedes managed managed none of the podium out of it. So, which is quite an amazing feat how they've managed to do that so far, <laughs> thanks to uh, the errors from uh, from the teams, the top two top teams, really. Unfortunately, um, not by merit, unfortunately in this case. But um, well, I suppose they had to be somewhere to uh, to get those points. But um, yeah, I think obviously the title race in in Verstappen's eyes, according to his, his um, According to what he said after the, after the Australian race as well, is that it's now out the, out of the out of the reach for uh, for uh, for Max and uh, and it's and it's Leclerc's to lose. Uh, 40, 40, 43 points is the difference now to uh, from Leclerc to actually George Russell, I believe, in P two, um, because obviously the Mercedes been picking up points here and there, and of course Science has unfortunately DNF Max is now DNF in two races out of the three. So yeah, Max is basically saying that the title the title defense is done and dusted already. Uh, round three what's your thoughts on that <laughs> um well if that's the case and uh yeah i think that i think in division one there's a danger times like 
about 60 odd points in front of Blaze at the moment. So um, if that's the if that's the um, if that's the way that we're going, then I think that um, title's over. I generally believe that I generally believe that Stafford don't believe that. I think he's just you know playing a bit of mind games kind of thing because you can't write off the title after three rounds because anything could happen in Grand Prix race. That so usually does, as the great Murray Walker used to say. Um, so you cannot um, you cannot write um, you cannot write Stafford off. No way. Um, he, and he was very good in Saudi Arabia. Fantastic drive. I thought that was uh, especially the gamesmanship between himself and um, Leclerc is fantastic. Um, yeah. One thing that um, I do want to go back to first before you hear, um, I want to hear your both opinions on um, Carlos Sainz. I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, he had some gremlins in Q3 with like his engine not starting up, and he was very unlucky with that red flag when Alonso crashed. But um, yeah, he had a bad start because of the steering wheel as well. But it was an awful weekend, really, from Sainz in terms of bad luck. But um, yeah. I felt he fluffed it a bit with that attempted overtaking and then beached himself in the gravel. It's a very long race around Australia, and with as you, with the new track layout, um, at that time we didn't know how it was going to be. I feel that he fluffed his lines, and I was a bit disappointed by signs. What are your thoughts? You take it away, take it away, Matty. <laughs> uh, so um, you don't know, that as part of the race. I didn't actually see, you know, when he's beached himself and stuff. I, I know Sainz has been around for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he was McLaren. Uh, was it Force India at one point? Toro Rosso. Yeah, Toro Rosso. Yeah. Then yeah. Toro Rosso. Then Renault. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he's always. Um, you know, he's been around for a while. Um, I think he's probably had a few little bad results over the years. Um, <clears throat> I think this year, like with Ferrari. You know, they, they, they do have a car which is there to challenge. But it, it all dep- it's showing that it's probably showing that they're pushing towards Charles, you yeah. know, then yeah. more than signs, you know. Um, I think he's still learning as a driver. He's, you know, he's still developing as a driver. After, well, I guess everyone is after all these years, you know, after the years of being in there. Um, I reckon... Maybe keep an eye on him for the rest of the season because he could surprise you. You know, I'd like to see him back on the podium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd love nothing more. Um, but who knows? Anything can happen. Exactly that. Anything can happen. <laughs> so, no, I, well, I think, like I said, he's, he's had a really long career. He's, he's got the experience now, especially through different levels of teams as well. And I think, obviously, Ferrari being now. Where they are now, sorry, being the being the top of that, I think, because he's he's not really competed in a in a race winning capable car uh, for 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 our whole season. Well, I think it's only three rounds so far, obviously, but it looks like that Ferrari is capable of winning a race, whichever track it is that he turned up to for this season so far, anyway. So I, I'd expect I, I'd, 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 I'd expect more from Sainz, and I'd expect him to not make the mistake that he did in Australia as well. Um, as we know, as we're all very good league racers, um, patience patience is key. Um, so having that having that thought, obviously it was lap uh, uh, the first well, first lap, wasn't it? Um, just to well just back out and just think right long term, what am I going to do? I'll get past him in the next lap or in the next few corners, that sort of thing. Um, mm. Yes, it will lose me a, a few a couple of seconds here and there too in time, but. Like I said, at least I'm still in the race. So 
and then exactly that sort of thing applies to league racing as well uh, unfortunately yeah. for sean um so <laughs> so um but basically yeah i think that's where it, it was odd to see what he what happened to him in australia because you would have thought somebody with his experience in f1 of course, it's, it varies because you, some at some point you're a racing driver. You want to go for the overtake, and and you have to sort of sort of play sort of oh the angel and devil sort of thing on your shoulder. Like, do I go for it now or or do I just wait? And then and I think he probably got caught up in in two minds and went for it a bit too late, caused the problem, and that was his race done and dusted. So a bit of a shame for Sites there because, like I said, I think he could have got through the order. He could have been. Even yeah. on the podium on that in that Australian race as well, I think because I think he would have breezed past everyone eventually. He would have got to Mercedes, got past them as well, and then obviously with Verstappen's retirement, he would have been um, P3. So in my opinion, I reckon he would have been. Um, so yeah, yeah, a bit of a sort of uncharacteristic move as well from him. So he's because he's got that experience. He's he's, done, he's a good driver as well. I've, I think so. Coming through the ranks from from when he was. Um, sort of new rookie from Tor Rosso as well. He's um he's done a really good job as he's come through. Um and obviously earned that Ferrari seat as well. Uh bit of a strange sort of circumstance when he moved over to Ferrari because it didn't look like it was a good move coming from McLaren to Ferrari that, at that point. But um mm-hmm. yeah it seems like it could work out this season. But um yeah I think again what you said there Matty where Ferrari probably favouring Leclerc now. Um I think they were probably gonna favour Leclerc anyway. Uh, as well, because I think he's like same as sort of the match was happened at, at Red Bull. He's the young driver. He's got more of a sort of presence as well, um, sort of just commercially as well, that sort of thing. He brings more to the team from that. Um, so yeah, I think that's why they're sort of more, probably more favouring Leclerc. But uh, but yeah, I think Sainz is definitely a great driver, and I think we'll see him uh, probably finish. Well, if, if the car can keep up its sort of standards that it's had in the first three races, I think we'll see him finish definitely in the top three in the drivers. And I think that he'll probably win Ferrari, the constructors, as well as obviously Leclerc helping out with some points here and there every now and then. So, Interesting. Uh, if um, it carries on this way, I mean, I want Mercedes to win it. So <laughs> but it doesn't, uh, I can't say Mercedes is going to win it at the moment, can I? So <laughs> I was, I was quite surprised that because um, I've, don't get me wrong, I love Sainz. I think he's a cracking driver. And I think the reason why I brought it up was because how disappointed I was. And I think that that separates Sainz from Verstappen, from Hamilton, and from like the, like, you know, and from Leclerc now as well. Is that um, those three drivers, I would have had as a hazard a guess that they would have got some good points that day. And um, yeah, mm. I think that that was, um, I was very, that was disappointed from uh, Sainz. Quite disappointed. And what about? Yeah. Um, hey. Sorry, I was going to say even even if he even if he didn't get through into the, onto the podium, he would have been finishing yeah. P six, pretty much guaranteed. And that's eight points bringing back to for him and for the Ferrari yeah. team as well, which is pretty much nailed on because of that that the capabilities of that car anyway in Australia. So yeah, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, rant over. Science is great. I love him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love science as well. I think that's why. Um, that's why I was a bit disappointed by it, really, because um, I always thought that Sainz was definitely a potential race winner. Um, I can't believe he hasn't won yet anyway, because he's been in the Formula 1 since 2015, so I'm quite surprised he hasn't won yet anyway. But, yeah, I he feel got close. That... Uh, when, when did he get... He got P2... Was it in a Renault? Was it in a Renault? Or was it something else? Maybe somebody else completely... <laughs> Never mind. I thought he came third. 
Oh, that <laughs> might be it. <laughs> Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> but uh, we well, got yeah. P two in he got P two in Bahrain. There we go. That was it. That's what I meant. Oh, exactly. So, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> that was me so, going yeah. like back to twenty or twenty twelve when he wasn't even racing. Shocking. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, what what's your thoughts on um, on uh, Vettel then, um, Tuna? What you um, uh, you started racing in? Um, well, you, you started playing F one games in twenty ten. That was when it started to become a bit of the Vettel era. Uh, so you probably was having nightmares about that Red Bull on that game. But um, <laughs> what what do you think about him at the moment? In the um, he had an appalling weekend with the Aston Martin. I think I've never seen a team have such an awful weekend. Aston Martin becoming the McLaren Honda potential. I heard the other day, which is a bit whoa, that's harsh. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, what did you think about Vettel and uh, at first, and then what did you think about the Aston Martin as a whole so far this season? So um, Vettel himself, you know, you're right. You know, I, I saw the era where Red Bull, you know, he won the championships with Red Bull. I think it was like three, four years in whatever it was. You know, it. it they, they had the car and everything, and then obviously he's moved teams to obviously to Aston Martin. Um, I just think it's just just the look of the draw. So you know teams are always going to have trouble. I mean, you just look at look at Mercedes. You know they've had problems. You know, and they're, they're what seven, eight times, seven world, seven time world champions. You know, you look at Red Bull. You know, Verstappen retiring, problem with the car. You know, anything could happen. They just gotta get whatever it is. They just have to get it right. Mm, you know, they yeah. have to get a spot on for that weekend. Um, and I think Vettel being behind the wheel of that car, you know, with the experience he has had over the years, I think he could probably push that team to a little bit further, one one step, a little bit more, and hopefully get him some more points. You know, get him into the points, get him up there. It would be quite nice. That's what you know, I want to hear. <laughs> you know, it would be very, very nice to see him there. And yeah. I would like, I, I don't know how many years, that or can't have many much, many more years left in there, but I would like to see him with another world championship. Uh, it would be amazing if it's with Aston Martin and their team principal might crack. <laughs> Brilliant. But um, <laughs> sorry, that's way mature of us. But uh, I, re I must say, um, I really hope you're right with that, with that tune because. Um, um, since um, since uh, Vettel, like you know, I've really softened on Vettel over the years. I've honestly, probably because when someone dominates, I do get a bit bored quite easily. I mean, I had it with Schumacher with Vettel, um, kind of thing, and I was like, Ugh. but um, I do really hope that he like um gets top of the peak one more time. Same with Alonso as well, because probably they're my era of drivers really, and it's quite sad to see him get old. To be fair, gosh, I'm getting old as well. Hmm. Um, but um, <laughs> we'll put you in this, put you in a seat instead. <laughs> yeah, put me in the Alpine. I would have crashed. <laughs> I wouldn't even be on the grid. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's where I belong. Actually, I'm <laughs> in the back of the house. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, I hope you're right about that in the Aston Martin. I really hope they do propel themselves up. Uh, but it's interesting you mentioned about Vettel. Or um, not having long left. Do you reckon that? Um, how long do you reckon he's got left? Uh, honestly, do you think this could be his final year, or do you reckon he's got another two or three years in, in him? I would reckon probably, depending on his discussions with Aston Martin, you know, because obviously it'd be contracted wise. But I would have thought maybe another year or two, maybe. Yeah. You know, we might do what Hamilton's saying, like you know, I'll give it another year and I'll make a decision. You know, it's a hard, you know, it's a hard thing to 
think about, you know, it would be the same with Alonso, I would have thought. And at the end of the day, you know, I reckon he, when he retires, he'll still have something to do with the team because he'd want to coach with, you know, he, I think he'd want to coach whoever's going to be coming in after him. You know, I think he's that kind of thing, that, that, that kind of person, you know, he's matured a lot from his Red Bull days. Yeah. Do you reckon he would coach Mick Schumacher then? Do you reckon he would see if um, he can get like Mick, Schum- Mick Schumacher into a midfield team? Um, it'd be interesting to see if that happens. You know, I think with Schumacher, he's coming and he's not, he's wanted to prove, which I like about him, he wants to prove that he can do it himself yeah. and not be on the back of his father's name. Um, because of his, you know, because of his name. Yeah. So it would be quite interesting to see if that happens. You know, I reckon he's got potential. Maybe, you know, Aston Martin, you know, if that's okay. Yeah. Aston That's kind Martin. of my lead. Yeah, that would have been quite cool to see, wouldn't it? Getting Schumacher and the Aston Martin and making his own uh, dynasty, really, isn't it? Like his dad made a um, made an incredible dynasty with Ferrari. Maybe he can do that the same with that uh, beautiful Aston Martin car, um, yeah, kind of thing. And <laughs> Alex is shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> he he doesn't. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I, we can dream. We can dream. Yeah, yeah it's a good dream that is though. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was going to say uh, on Vettel. I've uh, just gone back, back to Vettel before I get on to Aston, Aston Martin as well. Um, used to hate the guy. Um, really despised it. I went to the Azerbaijan Grand Prix um, where the um, incident <laughs> happened with Lewis. Uh, <laughs> And I was best pleased. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and I then, I then, uh, luckily, uh, I think somebody had a spare ticket or something. So I went to the Silverstone Grand Prix that same season after the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, uh, sitting in Stowe Corner. It was absolutely brilliant because he got a puncture coming around Stowe Corner. And yeah, British fans do what British fans do. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> it was good fun, um, from my point of view. Since he's actually moved away from a championship winning car obviously he was with the Ferrari as well after the Red Bull which was still competing for wins here and there um, well because of their illegal engine mainly um, but anyway uh, <laughs> um, since he moved away from a sort of race winning team uh, his mentality's changed and he's become a more personable likeable character um, for me anyway so so yeah, I do. I don't, I don't have any issues with him now, and I like him. I like him. I like what he's doing uh, outside of the sport. I think he's doing a, a, a lot of good as well. In, well. A lot of good to bring more to F1, but also to bring just just goodness to the world, really, as well. Um, there's a lot of stuff that he does outside of outside of the sport that is well, incredible as well. So um, so yeah, I just think um, yeah, I, I think there's yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good to have him. In F1, still, I think from next, from the end of this season uh, onwards, uh, I don't see it being a long time, and I, I potentially could see it being his last season this season as well. Yeah. Um, but um, like I said, I don't see him being able to. Well, I don't see him being offered a seat in a team that's competing for, well, from the like from the top sort of three teams, four teams or so that are going to be competing for big points, big wins. Um, I just don't see it a seat. Sort of opening up in the near future, unless something like Lewis Hamilton retires or something like that as well. Um, and I don't think they'd replace him with someone like Vettel either if something like that did happen. So, um, so yeah, no. I, I find it difficult to see 
where he could go if he was going to leave Aston Martin. On the Aston Martin side as well, I don't that team it's not going very well. It, it, it's when their money came in, when they were performing, they were, when they were performing their best was when it was was when before before uh, with money came in. So when it was Force India, when it was Racing Point, they had a tiny budget, but they were competing as best they could, and they were doing really well. Um, Racing Point was a was pretty good success as well before I said well. Oh, well, so it's for the last season when um, when the strolls sort of took over as well, but that was mainly because of what would be put in pl- in the plans or put together beforehand. Um, and copying the Mercedes car was an absolute genius move as well, uh, by the way. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, <laughs> uh, nobody had a well, everyone had a problem with it, but it was you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Really. So yeah, I think, well, why wouldn't they? So uh, really good stuff indeed, actually, from them. Um, and then I think since the money come in, since strolls come in, and actually Chuck taken over as the owner. Um, I think it's actually gone downhill, and I, that's, that's why we've seen Aston Martin go backwards, especially this season. Um, I think the investment's been in the wrong areas. It's not really sort of worked together, whereas you see something like a McLaren, where they've had all that teamwork and pulling together to actually make the car a good car um, over time. So, yeah, I don't see, um, yeah, I don't see Aston Martin doing very well, unfortunately. I also have a big problem. My laptop is about to run out of charge, so I will have to go get my charger. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> On that interval. <laughs> On that note. Let's <laughs> all yeah. go to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hotel, hotel. <laughs> oh, not a pit bull fan. Um, but, but, uh, but um, yeah, going back to the Vettel thing then, yeah, I think... Um, I honestly think that uh, I really think, unfortunately, this is going to be Vettel's last season, and it really hurts me to say that. Um, uh, but I do like the idea of maybe him doing a coaching role with uh, Mick Schumacher. That'd be pretty cool. I'm not sure who Mick Schumacher's manager is or anything like that, because maybe there might be a space up there. But um, yeah, <laughs> I think that that's something. Um, I, I, I would have thought the manager would be the same as his dad would be using, to be honest with you. Yeah, I can't remember her name now. Um, but um, you know, I think she, was, yeah. So yeah, that, yeah, that would do, would it? <laughs> and um, talking about, and um, of course, we go over from one legend to another in front terms of Fernando Alonso. Um, my gosh, that Alpine was absolutely sensational on the um, on the weekend. Um, but my heart absolutely sunk because um, he was so good and quit in practice free, and the Alpine was very much at the um, forefront. And he was on a lap, which could have got him up into maybe the front two rows. Uh, what was your thoughts on Alpine over the weekend? Well, not only Alpine, but Alonso, because he was on it from, like, right from the get-go. Yeah, I think with Alonso, um, he's, you know, he, he's come back, you know, he finished, you know, he retired or what, whatever he did and came back. And I think he wants to prove it, you know, he, I'm pretty sure I read an interview saying that he he wants a world championship before he finishes again. Yeah which I think is absolutely brilliant, you know, j- just like Vettel, you know. Also he, out of the order, is out of question as well, but yeah. <laughs> don't be harsh. He's, um, I don't know, I, I think he, I think he's a good fit, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's a good fit in the team, and I think whoever his teammate's going to be, if they come or go, I think he's got that kind of knowledge which will help a new team, you know. With him being a new team, he's got that knowledge, he knows what could probably be better, what could be changed, 
on the weekend. And yeah, I, I just, you know, I just hope to see more of him. To be honest with you, once again, he's a, once again, he's a pick in my fantasy team. So I want to go <laughs> just go for the, the golden for the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> There's a for the experience, experience in his fantasy team. There we go. <laughs> yeah, experience. Experience. Yeah, that's, that's that's how I say about my years. So I'm experienced, not old. <laughs> not sure what is, very, but I very am, experienced. Yeah, very something. experienced. <laughs> I'm going back to Alpine. Um, Go back seriously, anyway. <laughs> There's a bottleneck at Alpine now because um, I'm not sure if um, you guys watched F2 too, um, too much, but there's a, a young driver called Oscar Piastri, who's the Formula Two champ. Uh, he was um, he was in Australia quite a bit, mainly because that's from uh, that's from where his uh, his nationality is. Um, he is not going to be hanging around forever, and I have a feeling that um, he's going to be very much hot property for 2023. Is um, is there going to be a seat available at Alpine, or is he going to have to look somewhere else? I personally say he, well, he's got he's going to have two options in my opinion. He's going to have an Alpine an Alpine seat or potentially that Aston Martin seat. Um, I don't see, but unless maybe Haas have some changes, um, I yeah, I don't see much changing going on elsewhere in the grid uh, apart from those two. Um, specifically so yeah so i'd say yeah i'd say 50 50 chance probably on on either or really of those two uh and obviously it depends on how how alonso feels about the car in his situation and whether vettel decides uh, i've had enough now i want to do something more sort of development wise in terms of formula one as well so yeah in my, in my opinion i think he's got 50 50 chance of getting that seat as well next season and what about Ocon in Australia? He was a bit lost at sea. Um, Alonso was standing up in the seat of that car, and I feel like Ocon was should have been a bit closer to Alonso. Yeah, he, Ocon won the Hungarian Grand Prix. Very impressive indeed um, against a uh, four-time champ in Vettel. But I feel that Ocon should probably have been a bit closer, really. It just... Um, when the Alpine was very much at the peak of its powers, it was Alonso, not Ocon. Is that a problem for Ocon going forward? Hundred percent, yeah. I'd say if he wants a Mercedes seat um, in the long term, which mm. is what he's sort of well not certain to get either, but uh, what his sort of trajectory was, um, yeah. then yeah, he needs to get some performance out of that Alpine car, especially when um, you you can see it has got performance in in the hands of Alonso. So uh, it's a similar sort of thing to the sort of. Um, second Red Bull car sort of thing in in a way where you need to come in and actually the driver needs to come in and actually do a good job and we've seen that with, with Perez as well coming in and and he's not obviously performing as well as Verstappen has done since he came in but he's put in a good good shift yeah. and actually got some good results um, so it, it can't be oh the, the second car is cursed or the second car has got this or that um, so yeah I think Ocon I said maybe he's just too tall for F1 because um, so, <laughs> he's, he's he's very tall. Um, well, compared to me, anyway, he's uh, so, it's a short man um, sport. That's why Emerson. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> oh, Yuki Tsunoda's great. So, um, um, but yeah, I, I I think Ocon's definitely got ability there as well. And we saw him in the racing point days in well before it turned into Aston Martin as well. I think he was performing pretty well in that car along with Perez. Uh, although they did a bit of a problem together, didn't they? Um, but um, but yeah, I think there's 
there's, all, there's every now and then there's signs from Ocon that he's doing really well, and then, like you said, a season or so, or season or half a season later, it sort of he doesn't seem to turn up. Um, so I'm, like I said, I'm hoping that it sort of turns around for um, for him in the, in the sort of well, we only have three races this season, but you can tell the experience from Alonso is putting him further ahead in that same car. Um, and again, I think Ocon is getting there where he's actually similar to sort of science. He's had that experience throughout different cars on the grid that he should be doing better than what he might be doing. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know what, what's your sort of opinions on that, Matty. Um, so Ocon, you know, I think I remember when it was Manu when he first started. Um, yeah. Good old Manu days before they went back in past. the day. Uh. Back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> um, so you know when he was beside, um, was it George Bianchi his teammate um, that George Bianchi was driving with? I think it was Verlon, wasn't it? Because um, them two didn't go. They, yeah, they didn't get on very well. Yeah, in uh, 2016, weren't it? <laughs> that was interesting. Something like, so something like that. Um, but you know, he, he's definitely improved. You know, he's definitely improved from those days. You know, he's gone from a team with like literally zero budget to a team with some kind of budget, so he's got a car to work with. And you know, I've always, you know, I've always said, you know, some of us saw him, you know. He's going to get points at some point, but he needs mm-hmm. to have the car behind him. And you know, he's been quite lucky to be there and being be a car that that he is in and having an experienced teammate to kind of help him along with that. I I, I don't see him. At, I don't potentially see him at Mercedes though. I think I don't. I think it'd be Ferrari, like maybe a Ooh. little bit further down the line with Mick Schumacher okay. or something. You know, That's I honestly. I, I really do think that. Um, only, I think I must just think because Mercedes. I just think people most of the Mercedes, Mercedes teams are snobs. Like you know, they only want certain. <laughs> they, they only want certain talent. You know, they don't want one trick. You have to be this height, Ocon. You're too high. So get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think they want one trick ponies at Mercedes. You know, I think Ferrari will take. You know, regardless of your one trick pony or not, they'll give you a chance. You know, they're not going to be strict on you as long as you're getting them points and getting them up there. Mm-hmm. So I would quite like it there. You know, I'd quite like to see him at Ferrari. Yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what it does for the next year or two. You've yeah, ruined my sure. dreams. You've ruined my dreams, um, Tuna. I was hoping to go to Mercedes, <laughs> but obviously if they're ever snobby, <laughs> no way they're going to have me. Gosh, <laughs> I, I live in the forest. I've, I want my bone with a leaf. So, um, you know. Now that you've revealed that, they're not going to hire you at all. Now, so <laughs> you're completely out of the window now. <laughs> they're not, not going to hire me, I tell you that. <laughs> too much info. Um, but I like your... Um, I do, um, I do enjoy, like your... Um, like your opinion on Ocon, because I'm um, going to Ferrari. That's really, um, that's really intrigued me. Because um, with Ocon, yeah. I've never, um, I've always assumed, and it's because of, I think Formula One has got this like one-dimensional problem now with the um, with the drivers I've like, been associated with teams, which I think is, um, I've unfortunately I've gone to that path now as well, where I, I always, I'm now one single mind. Like Ocon must go to Mercedes, he must then go to Aston Martin or something like that because he's associated with Mercedes. I really like the idea of Ocon and Ferrari actually. Um, he, uh, but um, unfortunately, if he does go to Ferrari, I can't see him as a. No disrespect to Barrichello, he's going to be a Rubens Barrichello. I don't think he's. Um, uh, again, unfortunately, um, 
it's like sites now. I was a big fan of Ocon, um, but um, he's uh, kind of dropped back in my opinion. As if he can't keep up with Alonso, Alonso is like one of the best drivers of all time. But if he can't keep up with Alonso when he's in his twilight years, it's a bit like Giovinazzi, really, isn't it? He's not going to be. He's, he's not going to be make over. It. Yeah. You know, which really hurts me because uh, yeah. Yeah, that's two for two now. Two drivers I like and two drivers I've basically um, <laughs> put down to just being mediocre for the rest of their lives. Well, I was just thinking, if he, if he wants to stick around with a Mercedes team, then he can go to Williams. Oh, well... Um... <laughs> and I think, to be fair, I think Williams, development-wise, could be on for a bit of a bit of a shout there if, if, he, if he was to transfer over for himself personally as a driver and also, I think, for what could be coming from that team because obviously they've got They've got the momentum now of mo- and moving in the right direction. I think Williams are. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it anyway, obviously. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't maybe rule out if he wants to, if he wants to stay within the sort of Mercedes sort of academy sort of thing, if you will. Um, not academy now, is it? But um, like driver program, I suppose. So you, you, it's uh, the young driver program that Alonso was part of in the Alpine as well. So, um, a talent so, yeah. that guy. <laughs> up and coming talent he is in F1 um, but yes I said I think um, well again again competition replaces is really tight and it leads me on to the, the sort of final point I've got for the podcast as well but um, competition replaces is so tight in Formula 1 because literally there's 20 drivers or sorry 20 seats 20 drivers um, makes sense um, so it's very limited obviously think about it there's so many people capable of probably driving an F1 car maybe not us uh, maybe Sean of course of course um, <laughs> but um, they, there's there's so many people capable of, of racing F1 cars that obviously will never have that opportunity or never be able to get that seat you, you mentioned the, like Piastri's things like that hoping that we can get them into a seat for the next season or in a couple of seasons time as well that sort of thing um, but obviously there's there's limitations in that as well. And obviously we've seen a lot of pay drivers come in recently, well, in the last few years of Formula One as well. Um that needs to get booted out. Uh so that we can get the actual driving talent in. Um because as I said I think actually with these new regulations as we've seen in the last in the, boy in the first three races as well, it has provided more entertaining racing over what well, overall uh better sort of better sort of closeness in terms of the racing on track as well I think so yeah I see having more talented drivers actually come to the grid will make it even more of an entertaining entertaining sort of aspect and much closer racing much more fun much more overtaking that sort of thing because if everyone's on a much higher level then it's just going to make sure make everybody sort of competing all the same time all together rather um, for the same bit of track Um, and that means overtakes you know, means over instance as well, probably. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it leads oh. me on to, the, uh, on to my final point. Sorry, I'll, I'll get to it in the med- eventually. Um, <laughs> some some good news, some, well, some hopefully good news. Um, it's a bit further down the line, so it's 2026. So it's still oh, three and a half years ago, years away, sorry, still. But um, Porsche and Audi uh, have said that they will be joining Formula One as well. And of course, we had the news earlier earlier this um, this well the beginning of this season that the Andretti team will be joining Formula One as well for 2024. So that will be definitely another team on the grid for 2024 as well. And then we're going to have obviously the well, the Volkswagen Group Volkswagen, if I can pronounce it, have um, have confirmed that they will be uh, entering Porsche and the Audi 
teams, two separate teams, into Formula One as well. So that will be again, supposing the the grid stays the same as it is for this season. Hopefully, 2026, there'll be 13 teams on the grid, which will be exciting. So, um, what's your thoughts on that, Matty? And what's your thoughts on on Porsche and Audi as well being being the new additions to the to the grid as well as as teams? So, I think it's a great. I I, I think it's great. Um, so, you know, obviously over the years, you know, we've seen people like money, people like catering and stuff going off the grid, you yeah. know, and there's always, you know, there is. You know, it's sad to see a team go bust. It's sad to see them go off the grid. So I think having new teams in after all this time, you know, after them going bust or whatever, you know, whatever else has gone on with other teams being brought out, rebranded, like Racing Point, Force India, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, It'd be nice to see them try and give Mercedes, you know, a bit of a run for the money. You know, mm-hmm. see if we can get any kind of like dominant, a, a different dominant team on the uh, grid. <laughs> um, but then obviously you've got the challenge of, you know, if it's your first year, you're not going to be looking for points, are you? You're not looking to do anything special. You're looking just to get yourself established. Yeah. Uh, it'd, no, be I think... it'd be interesting to see what the driver's lineup would be as well. Exactly. That's so, again sort of touching on that. It'll it'll mean well by then it'll mean if there's obviously all the teams stay the same currently from the current set. Sorry, then that'll mean twenty six twenty six seats. So there's six more drivers that can then get get into Formula One as well. Um, you mentioned Piastri there, Sean before, but um, yeah, it'd be nice to see some um, some new faces coming in from 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 Formula Two from from everywhere really maybe we can get Jean-Eric Verne back from, uh, yes. from Formula E that would be great wouldn't it Ooh, that so, would actually uh... be interesting that would actually be interesting how about it Sean would you go for the uh, for the seat <laughs> oh definitely sign him up sign him up which one would you go for Sean would you go for Porsche or Audi though which one would you go for <laughs> I'm going for Andretti I'd oh, look okay, amazing I reckon in that um, I reckon it's going to be yellow yellow and black <laughs> that'd be alright well, a bit mm. more, a bit more of a diff- Well, we need a yellow. We need yellow. We need a yellow livery back on the grid. Don't, don't Definitely. Be I'll, I'll, left, I'll, so. I'll go with you. I'll be your teammate. <laughs> yes, and you've got the colour as well for tuna line. That's good on main sponsor. Right, there we go. It's, <laughs> it's just going to have tuna line on the side of it. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> we look like a bunch of bumblebees. <laughs> There's going to be a sting in the tail. I can imagine. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine some uh, some drivers getting a bit disgruntled with a tuna line on, on team radio. <laughs> team radio is like, what the what is this guy doing? <laughs> so sometimes it makes me think what people are like in their parties on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling yeah. that our, uh, our, um, our team radio is not going to be um, broadcasted very much, so is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> there, well, we've got the Andretti lineup confirmed for 2024, which is nice to see. So, um, yeah. What's, got, uh, yeah, what's her name? Experience. Paddy Award? <laughs> yeah, Paddy Award will be, um, unfortunately, sorry, love. Oh, sorry, man, you're at the back. <laughs> 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 He's yeah, got I mean, I, well, we, <laughs> we've talked about it. We've, we've talked about it before, obviously, with the with adding more teams to the grid to make it obviously more competitive, more interesting. Having more drivers, just more cars on the grid, would make it more interesting potentially. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it um, hopefully it all works out. And like I said, we keep the current set so that we can add to the current set rather than having to replace people and things like that, replace teams rather, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I would say my worry is that something like Aston Martin might drop out, um, and then obviously these teams are just replacements. 
um, which again we need we would need anyway. But um, I think it would be much better if there was, like I said, thirteen or just tw- maybe twelve or thirteen sort of uh, teams on the grid would be would be fantastic to have it sort of back to the um, proper levels that it should be. Um, would mean codemasters have to uh, change their lobby settings so that you can have uh, twenty six people in the lobby or twenty eight people actually <laughs> as spectators. No, I um, get thirty in. Yeah, you squeeze 30 in that would be all right, wouldn't it? Um, That's wrong number. Could reach to that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Imagine that 2026 when we're all playing uh, playing F1 still and we've <laughs> got to try and get 26 people in the lobby. <laughs> God, that's the um, pressure, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Long way down the line, that is, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think, well, I said, it'd be interesting to see, obviously, how, how that develops. I think they, well, so it is confirmed now that they'll be on the grid uh, eventually when, it, when we get round to that, that uh, lovely year. Um, but uh, like I said we'll all be a bit older than then, uh, so so that'll be uh, yeah we'll have to have to bring it up again once uh, once it's all sorted and, and, and wrapped up. But um, yeah, I don't know if you got if any you guys want to add anything else or anything, anything to jump in with. Um, I've run out of points, so it's uh, down to you guys now. So no, the only thing I wanted did you hear about that strange um, uh, thing going on about piercings and and body piercings and underwear? I think the only person that was interested in that was Ted Kravitz, I think. But that's all I heard in his notebook. Well, there you go. You and Ted very, very much alike then. So. It was, it's really odd because I, I think literally, only, isn't it only Hamilton that has any piercings? I don't think anyone else has any piercings, do they? Or does Ricardo? Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I saw an article about this that was like, obviously they were, they were told for the Australian Grand Prix to remove any like, jewellery, so yeah. any earrings, necklaces and stuff like that and whatnot. Um, and Hamilton didn't because apparently they're welded on. Um, well, God knows <laughs> that's exactly okay. what he quote. That's his quote. That's a quote from him as well. Um, Ooh, that must hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that was serious, but um, but yeah, he was like, oh, it's he wants to express his personality for his jewelry and and this and that. And I it was like, well, I think the only reason why it was enforced, well, not enforced, but introduced. Uh, by the new race directors, it was Mr. Wittich, uh, was the race director this time. Um, he's a tall guy, um, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's massive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so the reason why I was introduced, I think, and the whole point of it behind it is just for safety reasons, obviously. And and obviously, uh, and they say we, 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 even with with sport like, in like schools and stuff when we played sport back yeah. in the day because it was a long time ago since we played sport um, but um, <laughs> but they, t- they told us to remove uh, obviously remove jewellery and the, like watches and stuff like that obviously and I think uh, at the end of the day it's it's not a big deal I think it's just common sense just to do that sort of thing just in case of like, for safety or for safety reasons or anything like catching it on something and, yeah. and, and pulling your ear off or something like that it's just, um, just common I can imagine you with a key I can imagine you Alex with the big bling bling king of bling yeah, I'll be, I'll be the king of bling, but I'll make sure I'll take it off for the race. Don't worry. Of course. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> Fashion Safety second. First. Safety first. <laughs> bling <laughs> afterwards. Literally, when you get out of the cockpit and you're just like, yep, I'll uh, put this on. And, it? <laughs> Straight over the, over the helmet and everything like that. <laughs> I, can imagine, I can imagine Tuna with like a big old like, like Tuna like thing on his, like, around his neck, like medallion, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's more merchandise. That's more merchandise. 10%. 10% I want. Don't don't tempt me. You you, you realise when this goes out, when this gets put up on YouTube and like say certain people hear this, 
next time in the party a little bit after a few sheer bits, you do realise what's going to happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. We want to I, see it. We want to see. I it. do need some. I do need some new socks, by the way. So if you can get some socks for me, that'd be fantastic. Hey, I've already told Wilson if he wants to make some money, you know, he could literally do a whole, yeah, do the whole fashion line, yeah, do the yeah. whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got some moderate as well, like tuning. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. I think this has gone off topic, Alex. So let's finish. I don't know. I've got you for that, Sean. <laughs> oh no, you don't be modelling. Blow the hell. <laughs> that's what, that's a lot of money. Just get the fabric to cover my rear. <laughs> Oh, well, no. I mean, anyway, what, a podcast, what a podcast it's been then. So, uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. I think that will do. Uh, we've, got, we've had uh, yeah, fantastic podcast. Thanks very much for, uh, for Matty or for Tuna for, uh, for joining us as well. It's been a pleasure to have you on and uh, to uh, get an insight from your point of view as well on, on all, sort, all, all sorts of things, F1 as well, and, and T-shirts. Uh, and clothing, <laughs> clothing lines. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to what you got, what you got coming out in the future as well. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, watching your race as well in Division Seven. It's so uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have pleasure to have you on the grid as well. And um, yeah, thanks very much for watching everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you in, uh, well, hopefully in a week week or so's time for the next podcast as well. But uh, in the meantime, we'll catch you soon. Ciao for now. <laughs>